Coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto from Club 605. I'm your podcaster, John, and we're live at 605. And welcome back, everybody, to episode two of Live at 605. And this is part two of Relationships. And if we're going to continue on the story <laughs> about relationships, it means I got to bring back my guest from last week. And so I am proud and happy to bring back once again Val Gomez. Glad to be here. Part Hi. two. How you doing? I'm good. It's a good day today. You ready for another round of comedy and heartbreak and everything in between? There are some pretty crazy stories I wasn't aware of from your past. Well, we only got to the tip of the iceberg on the first first go around, I feel like. Okay, okay. And basically, I remember when we left off was with Moo Moo Chick. So we're gonna pretty much we're gonna pick up where that one left off. Such a high note for our relationship. Yeah, but but before we get back into it, mm-hmm. um, I want to get to the viewer mail first. Yeah, yeah. Because I got such an overwhelming and positive response from the first episode, so it's I pretty just, impressive, actually. I just really want to thank everybody who listened, downloaded, and subscribed to the podcast, either on iTunes or on Podomatic or wherever you found it. Uh, so thanks to everybody who just helped out and told me how much they liked the first episode. Uh, that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for whoever wants to listen to it. So I hopefully you guys continue to listen. So, like I said, I did get an email. And if you guys want to email me, it's live at 605 at gmail.com. And so the first email ever comes in from a close personal friend of the podcast. His name is Matt Norton. What up, Matt? What up, Matt? How you doing? We actually just ran into the guy yesterday. On the stairs outside the... The Rideau Center. Yeah. (laughs) In beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. So anyway, so this, like I said, comes from Matt. And he says, from episode one, nicely done. Love when John is telling a story and Val comes in with her sassy comments. (laughs) Uh, Very brave telling the story of Moo Moo Chick. Val, he owes you dinner, not just for doing that, but for using it as material on the podcast. (laughs) You knew I was going to make a cameo. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Uh, He says, suggestion box, at the end of the podcast, fade out with a clip from the song you want us to listen to. As I said that, I realize it's probably a licensing issue, right? Otherwise, you would. Regards, the guy who introduced John to Guster and the 5% that has already heard of Hey Champ. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Matt. We really appreciate you writing in. Hopefully you write in again to us. This podcast is all about real life experiences. So what's more real than Moo Moo Chick? I right? don't even know. Yeah. And like I said, that's what I like about our relationship is things from the past. Once you get over it, we're over it. And we're, you know, we're yeah. secure enough in, in ourselves and <laughs> in, our in our relationship. Shit. Yeah. So I got no problem telling that story. And, you know, I did treat you to dinner. I treated you to baton rouge oh yeah i thought you were gonna say the first time you took me out to hoops on our date because and i quote they have riblets and tvs (laughs) on the floor and i was like what the hell am i doing here did i not get you a nice big plate of riblets no you got yourself a big plate of riblets (laughs) i thought they seemed unnatural and if anyone knows me things like square burgers things called riblets freak me out (laughs) riblets are little bite-sized ribs that you there's no bone in them you just pop them like popcorn chicken no they're just ribs deboned well i've never taken you back to hoops even though we live five minutes away from there thank (laughs) god i was just disappointed because we didn't get to sit in the area with tvs on the floor i like to point out listeners 
when you hear all these stories, you will recognize what a great girlfriend I am <laughs> as these stories progress. Moo Moo Chicks, Cat Ladies, Riblets, and TVs on the floor. Not that much of an easy sell, even though it seems like it right now. Uh, let me just get back to Matt's uh, his suggestion about adding in a clip of the song for the uh, song of the week. Initially, I didn't do it because I thought it was a licensing thing, but I just realized I'm not like Adam Kroll or Joe Rogan. There's not millions of people listening to me, not, at least not yet. Not yet. So, And I've heard other podcasts where they've played actual real music. There was this podcast on the Podomatic website called The Black Guy Who Tips. <laughs> just told Matt about that. Not Ottawa Matt. Toronto, uh, Toronto Matt, Matt about this today. Yeah, and I, I had to listen to it because it was such a fantastic name. And anyways, he opened the song – or he opened his podcast – with the song Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Uh, coming off Grammy fame. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Justin Timberlake didn't give the black guy who tips permission to use his song. Maybe he did. Look at the snazzy name of his podcast. Maybe he did. So anyways, I think I'm going to start doing that this week. And with my band of the week at the end of the show, I'm actually going to play uh, the song to end the show to the song I recommend. So thanks for the suggestion, Matt. I'm actually going to do that. And I do have to give him props because he is the guy that introduced me to Guster. And the way he introduced me was back when we were younger, in our heyday, we used to always fight about different music. It was more like a joking type of thing. Like, he'd suggest a band, I'd be like, they suck. Okay. I would do it, he would say, they suck. Yeah. I remember the very first song he played me by Guster was Two Points for Honesty. I love that song. I also love that song, but when I first heard it, I told him it was a piece of garbage, and I said I hated it. Just to be a shit. Just to be a shit. And okay. then. Then the next song I heard was Keep It Together. That's such a great song. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't deny this anymore. And then <laughs> I bought the old – Matt already had that album, so yeah. I listened to it, bought it, and then I was like, I was hooked since then. Yeah. So I got to give it up to Matt, give him the props mm-hmm. for introducing me to Guster. And totally. Coincidentally, I guess, introducing you to Guster yes. via that. So thank you for that. And, yeah, he is the 5% that knows of Hate Champ, but that's because I told him about Hate Champ. So. <laughs> So anyways, that's all of your email we got this week. Like I yeah. said, guys, email us any question, comments, concerns, whatever you guys want. Definitely. And before we get the show started, I got to, as always, uh, get the sponsorship out of the way. Uh, once again, we got, we, got this week? we got a brand new sponsor this week. I'm very pleased to have them. And so this week's podcast of Live at 605 is brought to you by the two douchebags who sat in front of us at the uh, Ottawa Senators game over the weekend. So brutal. And, yeah, these were two suburban 19-year-old Yeah, they clearly just D-bags. got their license and are now of legal age to drink. Yeah, so over the weekend we went to the Ottawa Senators game. Yeah, yeah, uh, Even though it sucked. Even though it sucked and they lost one nothing. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that made it worse was sitting in front of us was, like, two D-bags, like, your typical, and they were Jets fans, so already very D-baggy. But they were your typical suburban, like, 19, 20-year-olds where uh, one of them had long, shaggy hair with a backwards cap with the hair coming through the the sides. Yeah. The other guy had short, spiky hair, but he had your uh, shitty American Eagle striped white shirt. striped shirt. Yeah. And they both had baggy jeans with their underwear poking out. Where it was American Eagle underwear because we saw the stitching on the label. And these guys, like, they were taking their shirts off. And, like, I'm all for having fun at a hockey sporting event. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you and I were really loud. We were cheering, like, cheer mm-hmm. for it. It's just these guys were, like, were, like trying to high-five people. Like, the one guy was sitting next to an older lady just, like, putting his arm around her. He was her butt and dancing against her. Butt dancing against her. No, okay, let me describe what butt dancing is. His actual ass 
was in the face, like not close to the face, like smearing up against her cheek, mm-hmm. butt dancing. Yeah, I think I told you they were about as charming as a hemorrhoid. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those things where like, oh, we're young studs, you know, we're making everybody laugh. It's like, no. No, no you're not. Uh, yeah. And I think they heard me call them like, what are these 13 year olds getting in here? Yeah. I was like, I will kill you. Do not worry. I will cut you like Calcutta. <laughs> Calcutta. <laughs> Here's one of my issues is anyone who uh, grows up in the suburbs will know what I'm talking about. So in Canada, basically there's only two bars right now. There's Crazy Horse and O'Connor's. And anyone who's from Canada yeah. has been to both those bars. I've been to only half and the, not the better of the choices. <laughs> yeah, and this is the weird thing about growing up in the birds when you become, like, legal age is O'Connor's is famous for having, like, a bunch of 19, 20, 21-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And it's also famous for having all the 40 and 50-year-olds. And I've been there many a times when it's the 19-year-old daughter and her... 50-year-old mother there together dancing. That's so disgusting. Or it's like the 20-year-old son and his 55-year-old dad going to pick up chicks together. And it's well, just like... You're going to score. You're either going to get a cougar or some like jailbait youngin. I, yeah, I just think it's like the biggest potential... Like the biggest setup for douchebaggery is when you are going to the club with your folks or you just randomly go to the club and you see your mom or dad there. Ugh, it's the worst. And it's just like, like I don't want to see my mom drunk dancing on top of a bar hitting on some 22-year-old or something. I cannot picture mom's Malin ever being like and that. She wouldn't do that. That's why I, I'm so well-adjusted yeah. and put together. But I've been there many a time, so O'Connor's, where I've danced with a good 40-year-old woman while her daughter is in the corner crying because you she got you not the daughter well not that but whatever <laughs> issue that stupid girl was having <laughs> so anyways that's just my gripes with suburban youth <laughs> and At i know the ripe age of 28 28 <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i'm proud to say that those two douchebags sponsored the podcast this week so thank you douchebags thank you douchebags and i hope that you get frostbite for not wearing shirts anywhere yep Okay, and so, like I said, we were just in Ottawa for the weekend, and you have a nice time? I had a great time in Ottawa, you know, uh, Stormageddon 2013 mm-hmm. for two of the days, but otherwise it was awesome, took in a little Winterlude. Yeah, Winterlude, we saw the Sens game, we watched a lot of movies, because yep. there wasn't much else to because we were snowed in, <laughs> yeah. and we saw a couple movies, we saw Silver Linings Playbook. Very good. Uh, we saw Argo. Very, very good. And then we saw probably the worst movie I've seen in the last couple years, oh. which would be, which was my dad's recommendation after he hyped up the first movie so much. He highly recommended that we had to watch on on Rogers on a Man at Home. The whole family was taken to the worst piece of shit ever. Yeah, sorry, Dad. I, it was a fun movie to watch, and we all made fun of it during it. But your recommendation to watch this horrible. movie. The wife was like a real housewife of Atlanta or Miami or something. Liam Neeson couldn't have been worse, and the chick from Lost was insane. Yeah, it's just like the the best part was Liam Neeson's telling his like 16-year-old daughter, I don't know where I am. I need you to make some noise. Go throw a grenade wherever it looks safe in, in this busy city <laughs> in, of in Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> and so there was like two or three different times throughout the movie where she started throwing grenades so that yeah. Liam Neeson could hear it. Yeah, and then it's like, get a string. Yeah. Make it go four kilometers. Yeah. Spread your fingers apart. That's four kilometers. Now throw a grenade. Now come back inside and take that same string yeah, and throw it, it four kilometers. It felt more like MacGruber 2 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Ottawa was a lot of fun. Took the train in, flew back, back in Toronto now, live at 6.05. And I want to get back into 
our relationships. Relationships. But before we do, I'm going to play a new game, a quick game. Okay. And it's called, I call this one, my my Twitter trend of the week. Okay. The tongue twister. Like, yeah. Stumbled saying it. So the Twitter trend of the week. Basically, this is when I go on Twitter and I see what's trending and I find the most ridiculous trend. And then you and I have to find a way to use it in a tweet. Like, I'll say what the trend was. Yeah. And then you say a sentence and then just make the hashtag of that trend. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. You want me to go first? I think the acronym for that is TWAT. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so this is the TWAT of the week. Done. <laughs> Twitter trend. Of the week. Trend was, she don't put it down. Excuse me? I'm going to say that again. The trend of the week, she don't put it down. How would you put that in 142 characters or less with the hashtag, she don't put it down? Uh, just off the top of my head, this is how I would use it in a tweet. Okay. Okay, so again, she don't put it down. I'm in line at uh, New York Fries. The girl in front of me is taking forever. Hashtag, she don't put it down. Oh. See, this is how new the game is. I even screwed it up. I would be, I think my interpretation of how that would be used would be like, mm, girl, I just want to get with you. <laughs> Hashtag, she don't put it down. <laughs> it's like getting shut down, exactly. girl. That's what would be my interpretation. Well, I think the actual trend was, I think it's the name of a song. Okay. Because uh, I, I clicked on it to see like how people were using it. And I think it was a song by Joe Budden featuring Lil Wayne or something. Ew. So anyway, that's how you play. The Twitter trend of the week, or... Twat. Twitter trend of the week. All right, enough fun and games. we got to get back into the relationships. So when episode one concluded was I was face deep in Moo Moo Chick. Yep, facing me. Facing you. Well, I sat on a chair and watched. And silently judged me. And openly. That happens probably Saturday night, whatever. I don't think we talked the next day, Sunday. Thank God. We probably didn't talk for a couple of days after that. Nope. I'm guessing. And you got to remember, guys, like if you didn't, um, if you don't remember from the first podcast, John and I used to talk on the phone and like every day for like four and a half hours at night mm -hmm. and just we'd see each other all the time during the day at work. But now we've gone to nothing. Yeah. So I remember going into work on Monday and everyone who was at the party was at work was just like, oh, my God, that was so crazy. Like everyone had their own individual story, whether it was me and Moo Moo Chick mm -hmm. or someone getting kicked out for fighting or someone getting too drunk, whatever. It's just it was one of those like crazy nights where it's like, oh, shit. Another Ferris birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's what brings the drunkards together. Yeah. And we should totally do a podcast just about Ferris birthdays. Oh, God. How many episodes would that take up? <laughs> it would be a good like four or five parter for that one. Yeah. And so we're telling all the stories. And I just remember laughing because your old roommate at the time, my class, just comes down to my department and he's like, so, John, do you have a good weekend? Just like totally like. You know, making fun of me. He's just like, I got a present for you in the department. <laughs> and it was a framed picture of me and Moo Moo Chick. I thought that was glorious when yeah, he showed oh, it to me on the weekend. Hilarious. Like, yeah. I give him props for that. Like, pat on the back. And that's the picture I posted on my WordPress. So, check out my WordPress. You'll, you'll find the picture there. The glorious thing that is that monstrosity of a beast. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, I mean, I think basically what happened was it just kind of took a few days where I'm like, okay. I clearly screwed up. I'm going to let you just kind of be mad at me. I'm not going to get in your face or whatever. I'll just let things cool down, kind yeah. of simmer down. Yeah. And like like we said, we were such good friends at the time. We were talking so much that 
I think only a few days went by when I probably just sent you like an email or some dumb jokey email. Mm-hmm. You probably responded and then you forgave me or you just like, oh, whatever, this guy's a dumbass, but I still want to talk to him. Yeah. I guess is, are that, that's your thoughts of how maybe... I feel like it might have been, but I'm not sure now. I don't know if it was somebody else got us back, like in a group scenario, yeah, maybe, talking or maybe it was something like of that. When everyone went out, went out for a smoke and you and I were just like standing next to each other, not smoking. I just, you probably made fun of me being like, yeah. so how's Moo Moo Chick doing? I also think it was just that you were more embarrassed than anything because we ended up posting it on Facebook. <laughs> As oh, well, yeah. and then you were like, "Take it down." I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> you!" And I was like, "I'm gonna keep it up here till the day I die." <laughs> so, yeah. Fair enough, which is why I deserve. And yeah. Now it's like one of those classic pictures totally. that, forty years from now, or even like when I'm on my deathbed, I'll be like, "Moo moo chick picture." Yep, it I will haunt see. you. It will haunt me, but in a good way. So the next situation I want to talk to you about is, we'll fast forward a bit, and we're talking again like normal. Mm-hmm. I still really like you i'm still not sure how you feel about me i'm not sure if you just like me as a friend we're in the friend zone or if it's more and kind of like it is now it was oscar season oh yeah and we were trying to see as many like oscar well, films. Uh, yeah as a group like all of us at work mm-hmm. you me mike laz arini justin yeah like just the group at the time we were all trying to see like as many oscar films as we could mm-hmm. i think there was a bunch of us we saw like milk together yeah uh, so this was what, like 2008 yeah. or whatever. And then I remember, I think it was a Friday, and you were at work and you emailed me being like, oh, I really want to see Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to see it too. Like, it looks really good. It's one of the Oscar-nominated movies. Yeah. I remember you asked me, and I, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to go. Of course. Why would I say no? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wait a second. Here's my first thinking that you might actually like me was you didn't ask anyone else. But we always used to go out together. Well, at this, yeah, I guess so, but not like to the movies. That's fair. Which is like, in my head, movies are a date kind of thing. I guess so. If you and I are just going to coffee time during a lunch break, that's not really <laughs> I would a date never be caught dead in a coffee time. No. <laughs> I remember just getting really excited because you were like, hey, John, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, nothing. You're like, let's go see Slumdog. I was like, done, let's do it. Yep. And. I remember just being like thinking to myself, like, I got to get this girl out of this building because if you see anybody, you're probably going to invite them because (laughs) that's the nice girl that you are. You always like hanging out with friends. And (laughs) and so I remember just like Friday being like, okay, I got to go, guys. Like, I didn't want you to come to my side of the department. Yeah. Then you'd be like, Ferris, you want to come? Michelle, you want to come? Dahlia, you want to come? Bill, whoever. So I remember I ran to your side Mm -hmm. and you drove that day, right? And so you're like, okay, let's go, let's go. I have a car, so we'll go to the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, fuck, let's just get out of here before we see anyone else. And yeah. we exit the building. Yeah. It's like, yes, nobody's here. But then as we get to the car, <laughs> we run into one of our friends. Dun, dun, dun. Justin, I believe, right? Yep. And I love Justin. He's hilarious, awesome guy. But when I like you, I don't really want it to turn into like a triangle effect where there's like two dudes and one girl. or yeah. It's just like I want to have as much time with you as – by myself as possible, right? Right. And I was just like, damn it, Justin, because you guys are really good friends. I'm good friends with Justin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what do you do? I invite Justin. You invite Justin. Of course you do. <laughs> Justin, you want to come see Slumdog Millionaire with us tonight? And I can't remember if I maybe gave him, like, evil eye. like Something don't, like, you're, don't you're you, not coming You're with not us. coming or what? <laughs> I just, like, kind of crossed my fingers. And I was like, yeah, Justin, you should come. It'd be fun. <laughs> and I was just in my head. I'm like, please don't come. Please don't come. Mm-hmm. 
And like the clouds parted, and I guess God was on my side, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm busy. Sorry, I can't come tonight, guys. You guys have fun." Oh, guy code. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, "Yes." Okay. So then we get in the car and we like drive away. I'm like, "Fuck, okay, good. We're not gonna see anyone else." I think I maybe I was like, "Oh, let's just turn our cell phones off so no one else bugs us." <laughs> And we go to see Slumdog. And here's where I'd like to point out where I thought if John liked me, he would have made some kind of move where he tries to hold my hand. <laughs> I don't even know. As cliche as it sounds, do the like yawn and put the arm around or anything. Dun, dun, dun. What does he do? Well, here's the problem is. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <Pusser>? Yeah, Pusser. <laughs> Well, we get to the movie, and we're having fun as usual, just joking around, like, talking, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I was just thinking the exact same thing you just said was, do I grab her hand? Do I put my arm around her? Do I cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, that's that. I was like, you! <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get you to say you. Right. I had a couple people tweeting saying that one of the best parts of the podcast is when I discuss you, and you just go, you! <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> I know you're easily, like, squeamish. Yeah. Uh, so the movie starts, and it gets dark, and I'm just, like, thinking to myself, like, okay, Johnny, gotta make your move. Like, do And I'm something. like, okay, Johnny, gotta <laughs> make your move. And the movie starts, and I'm like, I really wanted to see the movie, but I couldn't focus on the damn movie because I was too <laughs> focused on your hand, which was, like, <laughs> ten, like ten, five inches away from me. Yeah. I even did that thing where I, like, rested closer to his side on the armrest. Mm -hmm. Nothing. That's the funny thing is, like, I think the movie started off, and we were both kind of, like, as far away from each other on our seats as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. you're leaning all the way to the left, all all the way on the right. Mm -hmm. And as the movie goes on, we kind of inch closer towards each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, my arm is grazing her arm. (laughs) That's that, is that a sign? Do I, does, I maybe she just put her arm there because she likes the armrest? No, it's a sign. Jump on it. I'm a dumbass. I'm coming off crazy cat lady <laughs> yeah. where her signs were her licking me or whatever. <laughs> and then, like I said, you put your hand on the handrest too, mm-hmm. and I had mine close to it. And I'm just the whole time I'm like, just do it. But it was almost like you know the angel and devil on your shoulder type of thing. What would she say to not do it for? Well, no, I, that's a bad analogy. It was basically just in my head, like, two voices saying, one's like, do it, you have to make you move, or you're never, like, you're never going to know one way or the other. The other part of me is just like, I don't know if you just think of me as a friend, and if I put my hand on your hand, instantly you're going to be like, what are you doing? It's going to be weird, and then things won't be the same, right? Okay, I, I, or, I can see your point. Like, it's just, like, throwing, put, putting yourself out there for the first time, is it's a lot like the first time you put yourself out there and you let the other person know I like you mm-hmm. and not knowing whether or not they like you back. It's not like we had a drunk night and we kissed. It's just like we've like, you know, that way I that'd be one way of seeing like a, whatever. You, I don't know what I'm saying. Do you, get me? you get what I'm saying? I just think equally as strategic as when you asked me out finally mm-hmm. was no more glamorous than this occasion no. when you actually hear how intense the real time was. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to get to that story. <laughs> Anyways, the movie goes on. The I think the kid wins a million dollars in the movie, and yeah. I never held your hand. You never held my hand. Nope. Nothing comes of it. Nope. And the whole time, I'm just like, dum, dum, dum. And I'm like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we leave, leave the movie. We don't talk anything other than how awesome the movie was. I think you drive me home. We say goodnight. And I go home and I listen to sad music or something. <laughs> I listen to my Slow It Down CD. 
Actually, I wish I still had that CD. I wonder what was on there. Because <laughs> the other reason why I maybe didn't make the move was I didn't see if I didn't think it was a date because you did invite Justin to it. So I'm like, yeah, but you gotta remember, and like a bunch of my other friends will attest to this too from like high school. I'll invite people on my wedding day if I want <laughs> to like stand up with me on the aisle. Like mm-hmm. they'll just be like, "What are you doing today?" Oh, I'm just saying I do later. Just come and hang out with me, right? It'll be like a baptism. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm just dunking a baby in a pond. Come with me, yeah. right? I just I like being with people. You're a people person. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's one of the things I love about you is that you're just very kind and generous and <laughs> you see the good in people and you like hanging out with people and and everything. So that was that night and then I now have a story where you threw mixed signals at me where I thought you definitely didn't like me. Where this was one where I thought you were like This is still up for debate. Well, okay, we're going to tell the story and I want you guys to tweet me or email me who what you think whose story you believe more, or, you know, who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Okay. I might interject when I feel like discrepancies in the stories are coming up. No, that's fine. It was just you had a very bipolar night of mixed signals to me for this one night. Yo, you're such a shit. No, I'm not. (laughs) All right, tell your damn story. I'll let you jump in wherever you want. Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it starts with a night at the movies. Mm -hmm. And four years ago, what was on Wednesday nights? Wednesday night at 9 was Lost. Duh, Lost. Lost. Yeah, Lost at the time was one of our favorite shows, both. It was another thing that we bonded over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not just the music, but then when we got deeper, and it's just like, okay, well, what shows do you watch? Mm -hmm. Top of your list at the time, and the top of my list at the time was Lost. As it should be for most people. It's a great series. Yeah. uh, Minus the end. Minus the end. We're going to go back and rewatch season six because, I don't know, I think I like the ending. I don't remember. You've convinced yourself you like the ending. (laughs) I won't give any spoilers away if no one's watched it yet. But, uh, yeah, so the movie ends, and it's like 8.50 or something. You Mm -hmm. said Lost was on at 9 o'clock, right? We were at the AMC Dundas location, which was less than a 10-minute walk to my apartment. This is before we had PVRs. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, oh, my God, Lost starts in like 10, 15 minutes. My house is so far, I'm not going to make it to yeah, watch it I used time. to live in the West End, like at Bathurst and Queen Street at that point. So yeah. it would have taken, I would have missed it. And like I said, there was a big group of us. And then you say, well, I'm like, well, I'm going to go home and watch Lost. You're like, oh, can I come over to your place and watch Lost with you? Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, you can. See? The, yes, I agree with you so far. Yeah, but I asked because you know I like Lost. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I'm I, just thinking like, okay, yeah, you love Lost. I love it. Mm-hmm. This is a friendly thing. Yep. Walk up to my apartment, talking about the movie, talking about what we think is going to happen on Lost. You know, is Tall Walt going to be there? Or <laughs> is John Locke going to tell somebody that he – don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Is Hurley going to eat some more like food or something <laughs> like that? We get to my uh, apartment, and at the time I lived in The Bachelor, so it was like a super tiny – apartment yes um so my bedroom was the same as my living, living room, room. Is the same as your kitchen kitchen uh, yeah uh we got there with a few minutes to spare and turn on the tv we're sitting on my little brown leather couch it's a two-seater and mind you it's the only couch you have yeah so i didn't really have an option well no i was gonna ask you like sit on the floor or anything like that okay and i wasn't thinking anything of it at the time i'm just like mm-hmm. we're just gonna watch lost together so we sit down and we're kind of, again, almost like at the start of the slumdog at the ups- opposite sides of the couch. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, 
I can't watch Lost with lights on. She's like, can you turn off every single light in the apartment? Okay, I'd like to hold the damn phone here. You <laughs> have one light as a boy <laughs> in your apartment. So turning off all the lights is turning off one light. It's not even on a dimmer. So I had no options. It's either on with a brace of lighting. I'm not watching TV in a brace of lighting on a bubble TV nonetheless. Well, I think I had a fluorescent clock at the time too. I had to turn off. Okay, great. Then 3 p.m. like flashing because the battery's dead. No dice. Okay, so you tell me to turn off all the lights. I'm yeah. like, ooh. Mood atmosphere. It's all dark in here. Ooh, perfect screening capabilities. <laughs> I think one of my first thoughts was, oddly enough, like when I saw Slumdog with you, I didn't remember what happened because I was so focused on whether or not to grab your hand. Mm -hmm. And all I was thinking was before Lost started, was like, oh, fuck, I just want to know what happens in Lost. Like, I don't want to be distracted by you. <laughs> like, I don't want to miss what happens because I'm like, do I grab your hand? I'm like, I'm really into this show. I'm like, I need to take a break from like my feelings for you. Yeah. I mean, like, every episode of Lost was like, you miss one thing, you miss a lot. Totally. I mean, maybe if it was, like, the Nikki and Pablo episode, I could have just, like, said <laughs> fuck it and just, like, jumped yeah, you or something. totally. Okay, so, lights are all off, and I'm now thinking, okay, I'm not going to know what's going to happen on this episode of Lost because I'm going to try and make a move tonight. So. I'm, like, nervous for you right now. I know, I'm nervous for myself. So, I sit down, and you're instantly, I turn off the light, sit back on the couch, and you're no longer on one end of the couch. You're, like, right in the middle. But it's a two-seater couch. If you're on one side of it and it's only two cushions, if mm -hmm. even if I tilt a little, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to throw my body language out there because I didn't do it at the movie with my hand. Yeah. And so I go from turning the lights off, I sit down on the couch, and I sit, like, right next to you. Like, my thighs are pressed up against – no, not my thighs. My legs are, like, <laughs> against your legs. Yeah. And I make a conscious effort to put, like, my shoulder into your shoulder. <laughs> We're slightly, like, like, contortionist. We're not yeah. smooth, folks. I think I, like, rolled up the sleeve of my arm <laughs> so I could, like, get all my skin on your skin. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, this girl's going to know that I want to be touching up on her. <laughs> Why wouldn't you from that elaborate display of affection? <laughs> and so I get as close to you as I can without, like, sharing a shirt with you. <laughs> I'm either the biggest prude no. or you're like the worst guy. I think I was just awful at making a move. And I think I'm awful at receiving it. Ew. <laughs> Keep going. So we're like smushed up together. Yeah. And it doesn't take all of three seconds for you to literally jump basically off the couch. And I like, know what to do. And you I basically started watching from the kitchen. If I'm, <laughs> rec <laughs> if okay. I'm correct. Well, I didn't want to be taken as a slut. <laughs> I also didn't know what to do. So my instinct is to fly away. So you, when I, when I like sat next to you and like put my whole left side on you, you instantly knew like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. When people do that to me on the subway, I'm like, ew, that's weird. Get away from me. If I'm not some like hobo who's like, give me some change or I'll sit on your lap. <laughs> yeah, but your measurement of measure, like, like rubbing up against people with your arm is the same equivalent affection I get on the subway when it's packed during rush hour. That's true. <laughs> so I sit down, I press myself up on you. That sounds like a weird Twitter, <laughs> Twitter Family, trend. Family, don't listen. Press myself up on you. That's like real ghetto. And you jump away, and so I'm like, okay, well, there goes like strike two against me of you not liking me, because if you did like me, then you would equally be like push be like almost like a tug of war of us like pushing each other <laughs> i don't know why my analogies are so weird tonight. <laughs> so weird 
then you move away, and so I'm like, okay, I'll just go move to the other side of the couch. And I think we just watched Lost in Silence, and I kind of had like a bruised ego mm-hmm. for the and rest of the like, night. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do now? So that, yeah, that was Trapped your... in this man's bachelor <laughs> yeah. apartment. It's not like he had anywhere to go no. either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, what were your thoughts that night? Like, did you, you just wanted to watch Lost, right? You weren't thinking anything. Yeah, I just wanted to watch Lost in the Dark, like I usually do, and Sometimes when I watch TV, I slouch. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't ready to have this conversation. No. Uh, okay, so Lost ends. It's, again, another unproductive night for me. But me being the gentleman that I am, mm-hmm. uh, Lost ends at 10 o'clock. Yes. You were saying you were going to go home? Yes. Because I wasn't going to ask you to stay over. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would I. No. So. I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, you say you're going to walk home. Yeah. And we live, <laughs> it's a good 50-minute walk from my house to your house. Yeah. And it's a good 50-minute walk through, like, ghetto areas of... It's like you can go through, like, the entertainment district on King. Yeah. Or you can go through like the... Bathurst like, area. Yeah, the cocaine parks of Bathurst. Yeah, so you said you were going to walk home. Mm-hmm. And cause we also, like, we liked walking. We walked everywhere together, too. Mm-hmm. And me being the gentleman that I am, I wasn't going to let you walk home by yourself at 10 o'clock at night down like crack alley so i was like oh i'll walk with you of course yeah and i kind of kind of started a tradition of you walking me, of me walking you home no matter like where we were yeah and so i would walk i walked you home that night and any thoughts i had of being like oh this sucked like you didn't you moved away from me on the couch instantly like it went away because i was just like just happy to spend the time with you i'm just mm-hmm. like no matter Aww, what that's so sweet. yeah <laughs> like i instantly walking home with mm-hmm. you just as soon as we started talking it's just like jokes and laughs and mm-hmm. it's just like oh this is made me feel good again right mm-hmm. and i'd always drop you off at your place and that's again it would almost get awkward because it's like walking you to your door and it's just mm-hmm. like okay no, bye, no, okay, bye. <laughs> right. like you would give me a big hug obviously yeah. but it's just like i'm like how many awkward <laughs> situations did i get myself into tonight now i just feel like a like a tease yeah, no no not at all <laughs> but then i'd be a dumbass and i'd walk you home at 11 at night and then i'd have to walk home. <laughs> I walk myself home because yeah. I was too like cheap to take a cab, and I hate public <laughs> transportation. Yeah. And so we just yeah, this was like a tradition of like I would always walk you home, and so there was for almost a year. There was many a times like I'd walk you home at three in the morning, and then I would walk, or I'd just be over at your house until two, three in the morning. Yeah. And then like a dumbass, I would walk home from there because I think I want would want to like analyze the and night, be alone with your thoughts, be alone with my thoughts, and <laughs> see what I did right, and see what I did wrong, and yeah. see what I could do like improve it. Yeah. So, uh, next up in the relationship timeline, we're going to get to the point, obviously everyone knows that I like you. I pretty much like you. Except for me, because I think he likes our friend Lori. Yeah. Because he spends so much time with her up in the edit base. And we'll, well, I guess we can touch on that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lori Stevens at the time, same Lori from episode one, who (laughs) like busted her ankle and made me look after your intern when I was hungover. Your old boss, essentially. My old boss, she was an editor. Uh, She still is an editor with us. And so I was still a coordinator at the time. And I just remember, first of all, I'd want to go up and hang out with her in her edit bay just to like watch her edit, right? Just to kind of pick up the nuances and just like how, I don't know how it works editing and i was like man he's up there a lot watching her <laughs> so so I, I was giving you mixed signals yeah and in between her and i editing like whenever she would render mm-hmm. 
the only one thing we were talking. That's not like a clever euphemism for everything. No, it's just like in between when she's editing. Worked, editing yeah. Her and I would talk, and what we were talking about was you and just how I liked you. And, what and she liked one of my friends. She did, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just very incestuous. Incestuous. Incestuous? Yeah. <laughs> very, uh, yeah, incestuous group we have. <laughs> So, like, I would talk to her about you, and she would talk to me about the guy she liked, and it's just kind of like, uh, so no wonder we were up there for so long. We were always mm-hmm. talking about the people we liked. <laughs> and so she would just, just tell me, oh, you know, you got to make a move, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. it's just where I thought I was getting good tips, it was almost hurting me because you thought I liked her, and you're totally. just like, oh, this guy doesn't like me. But I want you to maybe tell the story of when you first realized you liked me. Because like I said, like, the first podcast, I just mentioned liking you pretty much from the first time I met you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember there was an event that we went to yes. and you told me that's the like defining moment when you started liking me more mm-hmm. than just a friend? So our group of friends, um, we have a really awesome friend named Dahlia and she DJs at Revival for this soiree called HHK Hip Hop Karaoke and this was like John's thing. He told everybody he's going to perform. He's going to come in costume and do his thing. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, even though John's pretty confident with me, it's pretty cool. Because it's like, I don't think any of us really knew the extent of what HHK was going to be. Like, we I just, didn't even know. Yeah, we thought it was just going to be like doing karaoke on like at some like Korean karaoke house on Christie. This was like almost more like a concert to the point where you were like, Singing in front of, like, and rapping in front of, like, what, like, 300, 400 people? It's, like, when you think of karaoke or performing karaoke at a bar, you think of, like, cheesy hosts with, like, a tie that spins around and a monitor where people come up and they sing the song. There's, like, a Korean music video with mountains in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Hip-hop karaoke is about as close as you can get to... Eighth mile. Eight mile rapping on stage. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, when you go on stage, either... You know the song off by heart. You know mm-hmm. all the lyrics, or they give you a piece of paper. Yeah, I'd say a good ninety percent of the people go up there knowing the, the exact like lyrics to the song in their head. They don't have a piece of paper, so it's it's exactly like that. It's a concert. Yeah, and ninety percent of the people who do it are also really really good. And you got everyone from like your nerdy white accountant who goes up there in a suit and tie. Yeah, who'll do like Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, an eight minute song by Wu Tang and kill it. And then you'll have some tiny redhead girl who's five feet tall goes up there and does Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, and she also kills it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like everyone who goes it's up there. It's really impressive. Really impressive. And I just remember, like, me, I always loved – I love all kinds of music, but I also I love rap music, still do. I think it's awesome. It kind of gives you confidence sometimes too because it's just like that whole, like, fuck you attitude sometimes. <laughs> or, you know, like, look at me. Like, I'm going to show you what I'm made of. So instead, John did a Fresh Prince song because, <laughs> you know, he is the epitome of rap music. And just to give you a bit of a brief background on me, the Fresh Prince, or Will Smith, used to be, he still is one of my favorites, but he was my all-time favorite rapper. Like, I know every word to every one of his songs from his first album as DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. all the way up to, like, his Will Smith stuff. And I mean, like, his Lost and Found album, his... Like not just like I know it's not just getting jiggy with it. Yeah, you've introduced or summertime. me to a lot. Yeah, it's just I love his I love his songs. I love the beats. I love his stories he tells. Mm-hmm. I just think they're fun. Anyone can listen to them. So like going into hip hop karaoke when Dahlia's telling me about this, I'm like, well, the only songs I really know off by heart 
our Fresh Prince songs, and I think at the time they only had a couple I could choose from. I think there was it may have actually only been Parents Just Don't Understand. Okay, so yeah. either way, um, that was the song of choice, and so like I think there was like twelve of us there, and we're all waiting, and like John comes up with his like stage name Johnny Danger, or is it Johnny D Danger? Just, uh, it's well, it's. The stage name's Johnny D, but the D stands for danger. Yeah. Um, so he's there. He is in, like, aviators. His, like, Not More snow. like the giant black rim glasses. Oh, yeah, black rim glasses. And then you have, like, the... Adidas. Uh, it's, like, jumpsuit jacket. Yeah, like the all-blue uh, Adidas jumpsuit yeah. with the uh, backwards blue and white, like, Adidas yeah. hat. Because when I was talking to Dahlia about this, I'm like, she knows what song I was doing. I'm like... I asked her, do people dress up? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm doing a song from the 80s, are peop- do they people dress up in, like, 80s? 80s? Yeah. Or if someone's doing, like, a Tupac song, are they going to come on with, like, the bandana and, like, Thug Life tattooed on yeah. their chest? And she's just like, oh, yeah, of course they do, John. <laughs> Everyone dresses up to, like, the match the song they're doing. Okay, so needless to say, nobody else was Not dr- a single damn person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I show up in my whole, like, 80s, you know, get-up suit, rap suit and i'm just like god damn it but at the same time everyone was coming up to me people i didn't know being like that's awesome man you look totally. so good and i think like okay so john goes up on stage and i am freaking floored like it was crazy one if you've seen john i'm gonna say perform at any of the hhk's it is like he's owning the stage he is like a showman he gets the audience involved and there is like this isn't 20 people, like I said before. It's like 400 people to like one time it was like 800, I think, yeah, for, for the, Maestro. For the anniversary, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was amazing. And I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is so confident. He's so sure of himself. And I was just like, that is the type of guy I want to be with. I like this guy. He mm-hmm. is like super cool, and he just he's so assertive with life. And like even if it's just in such like a fun manner, I was like, it takes – balls to be up on stage and do stuff like that and be the only one in costume <laughs> and own it and kill it and yeah like when you came off of stage i think everybody was just like oh my god dude that was amazing and like they're patting you on the back and like just like shaking your hand and stuff and like i was like i'm in his entourage <laughs> like this is amazing so yeah it's such one of the things i love about hip-hop karaoke is whether you're really good or you suck no matter what, everyone in the crowd is always just like, oh, that was so good. Like, I think people just respect you going up mm-hmm. on stage. It's hard, right? It is tough because there isn't, like, a video monitor. And most of the time you do go up there just mm-hmm. knowing the song off the top of your head. And, I, yeah, I felt cool. Like, I didn't feel like a dumbass wearing my suit anymore. I'm just like, I knew I did good on stage. Yeah. Everyone liked it. I'm just like, oh, this was so cool. And then mm-hmm. I know, like, I instantly, you were the first one I went to being like, how was it? How was it? It was and, amazing. And so that's when you, you're just like, oh, look at this guy. Yep. Yeah, and at the time, I still really liked you, mm-hmm. and little did we know that uh, each and every hip-hop karaoke preceding that one would bring us closer and closer together, Yeah, including the first time we actually held hands. Yep, but we have to say, like, there's been little incidents in between those karaoke, hip-hop karaokes where I'm like, oh, he doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right? What? Uh, the old chick. Oh. <laughs> right? 
You gotta remember, guys, like, I've not brought another guy to the table once, yet every time I think John may like me, a girl pops into the picture. Well, you may not have brought another guy to the table, but do you do realize that there was, like, 12 guys every day who were just like, damn, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Which 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 is ghetto. Which rodeo guy was I attracting? You don't think that there wasn't, like, guys who were, like, Always hitting on you like all the time. Doesn't mean I was paying attention. I know that, that. and it's the same with me. Just because there was a moo moo chick I smooched didn't mean that. (laughs) You can't see my face right now, people. Yeah, you gave me stink eye. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll get into that story, and then we'll we'll play one of the games. Uh, so, <laughs> so first John's was, embarrassed because he forgot the story because it wasn't on his outline. <laughs> <laughs> first, there was Moo Moo Chick. Yeah. And then, then there, there was, was the Cougar. And then there was the HHK Cougar. Uh, so it wasn't on this first Hip Hop Karaoke night. It was like the third, one. maybe the second, third, or fourth. Doesn't really matter. So there was another Hip Hop Karaoke we went to, and again, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't, whatever song I did, I liked it, the crowd liked it, you liked it, we were having Mm -hmm. fun, and then one of our friends, who will remain nameless, had too much fun that night, (laughs) and he proceeded to get very, very drunk, Mm -hmm. and I'm one of those things, it's like, we've all been there, we've all been really drunk before, and we've all had to have people, like, help us home or help us with stuff, but my thing is, when you get older in life, the older you get in life, the less I want to help you when you make bad decisions for yourself. (laughs) Right, is that fair no, enough to say? No, that's fair. I get it. And our friend at the time is in his 30s, like, not like mid to late 30s. And you're still in your mid-20s. Well, yeah, I'm still like this before we were dating, so I'm like 22, 23. Yeah. And it's just he got way too drunk, and I think he was getting into fights, or like he was getting kicked out, or he went missing, and anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I love when your friends go missing. <laughs> yeah, anyways, it was you and a couple of other friends being like, John, our friend went missing. He's so drunk. We don't know where he is. You need to help us get him. Mm-hmm. And to that, I said, "Fuck that! I'm not gonna help him out." Yeah. I'm like, I'm having fun. I'm I'm the good kind of drunk where I'm just like having fun, enjoying the hip hop karaoke. Yeah. I told you, I'm like, this guy's old enough to look out for himself. Yeah. I said, screw that, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go help him. And I think you're like, oh, fine. Well, <laughs> we'll go be the good Samaritans. We'll go find you them. You know, and... I have to rescue people when I see them in danger. Yeah, but I mean, or even don't see them in danger because they've gone missing. Not like it's an 18 year old getting drunk for the first time in a club and they lost like their wallet and their phone. I know. It's anyway. That's not the point of the story. We got into that little tussle where I was like. Fuck that. I'm going to go have fun because mm-hmm. I'm still having fun. So you went off with the boys. Yeah, and inside Revival, there's the main floor, which has hip-hop karaoke. And then in the basement where the coat check is, there's, like, another separate club. Hold the phone. I'm going to interject here. Okay. Here I'm thinking, there, this is the guy who likes me. And so I'm saying, I need help. And so I'm like, oh, he'll help me. Oh, wait a second. No, he's going to go on Cougar Watch. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to you to go find a cougar. Until... Well, until I found a cougar, but that's what was my initial play. So... No, it, was, it wasn't that I didn't want to help you. It's just I didn't want to help someone else. <laughs> the story is well with you. I already said why I didn't want to help him. He was old and drunk, and I didn't think he needed help. He can get home on his own. Okay. Anyways, he's a good friend now, but just that one time, it's just like, fuck off. <laughs> you, guys, you guys leave, and uh, there was a big group of us, and now the group's just down to three. It's me. Rockstar Rocco, and again, Justin <laughs> from said Slumdog Tale. Yeah. 
And for whatever reason, we're done with hip-hop karaoke. So we go to the basement. I think we were going to go get our coat checks and leave. Until we realized that there was a club downstairs yeah. in the basement of Revival. <laughs> and I think we're just like, oh, should we go get some more drinks? Like, all right. So we went drinking, not to go meet girls. Like, Rocco, he's he's living with Holly. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he was just going to go drink. Yeah. I wasn't going to go find anyone. I just want to have – I was just yeah. having fun with those guys, right? Yeah. Like, I was having a good time drunk, unlike our other friend. And it just so happened that we're drinking and there's people dancing. And I just saw a group of ladies. Seems like Moo Chick story all <laughs> over again, doesn't it, people? No. And just as, like, a joke to, like, to make the guys laugh, I think I said to him, like, oh, you want me to go see if I can go, like, dance up a storm with them? What? People, you can't see me. I just shook my head because I don't feel like I know this true story. No, that's that's what it was. It's just like I, I just wanted to make them laugh. It was one of those things where I'm like, they're not gonna like. They're a, it was almost like it looked like a bridal shower party. You know, like sometimes when girls go out dancing, they do it just to dance. Yeah. They don't care about meeting guys. Yeah. When guys go to clubs, it's to meet women. Oh. Ding Ding Cook has a joke where it's just like you'll never see a group of guys go to a club be like, "Fuck girls tonight. We're just dancing. Tonight we're just dancing, guys." Okay. Like how girls. How is do that, that a joke? It's more a fact than. Why well, he? I paraphrased this okay. joke. I'll post the link to the joke on the okay. on the WordPress. I go over to the girls and almost like the Moo Moo Chick story when I went up to those four girls and each one I said you want to dance they said no. Mm-hmm. This one just so happened I go to the group of women, and I say hey do you want to dance? Yeah. And the one girl she's like okay. Hold the phone. What? Part three, hold the phone. <laughs> this chick couldn't have been more opposite of Moo Moo Chick. She was actually a very attractive, like, older blonde lady. Yeah, but you should have known <laughs> it was going to be fine because I don't like blonde women. How do I know this at that time? <laughs> You've only picked up fat, <laughs> milky white chicks or, like, you tall, sh- skinny blonde girls. You should have known that four years later during a podcast, I would have said that I don't like blonde, pale women. <laughs> yeah. You should have known that. Fine. So I start dancing with this... A lady who is a little bit older, and the way I know that she's older is, well, first in the face. She doesn't look like a 20-year-old. <laughs> she looks like she's closer to, like, late 30s, late I guess. Late 30s. And then we're just dancing. We're, You know when you, like, meet someone drunk and you're just yelling stuff? And I, I she just started telling me weird stuff where she's just like, yeah, you know, I finally got out of the house because my daughter's back home. It's so hard to get a babysitter because, you know, my ex-boyfriend's such a scumbag. He won't look after his daughter and this. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And I'm just like trying to dance with her. And <laughs> and so we're dancing and more, like, I don't know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff happens. And then she tells me that she's just like, I tell her where I work. She tells me where she works. And she ends up working <laughs> at Flight Center. On our, like, right around the corner from our apartment. At uh, Young and Wood Street. Yeah. Which is one street south of where I live. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn it, I need to stop meeting these women who live so close to me. Because <laughs> in my head, it's not like it's not like I'm dancing with her because I want to date her. Yeah. It's just like it's just like a drunk thing, right? Right. This is the difference between guys and girls, too. It's just a guy can like someone a lot. And then if it's not going anywhere, he can get drunk and just like someone else that one night and be done with it. That's why guys are gross. <laughs> and girls are awesome. Yeah, as you were. So I don't know. It's just I ended up spending the just mingling with the girl and there's mm-hmm. maybe some smooches or whatever and I don't even remember what her name was. I just called her Flight Center Chick or Cougar or whatever. Yeah, it was Flight Center Chick. Flight Center Chick. And I think she wanted – like I think she gave me her number and she was just like, oh, we got to get together again. And I'm just like, you have a daughter. 
So that ends, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you're not there, so I'm not going to tell you. You don't need to know this about me. But little did I know, I think it was Justin. Yeah. He's the one that ended up telling you the situation. Yep. He's like, whoa. He's like, you should have seen my man John downstairs after you guys left, picking up chicks left, right, and center, right? And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. So, again, I can see why you might think maybe this guy doesn't like me. It's (laughs) it's just up to this point, it's been like mixed signals from both of us, right? Not as bad as your mixed signals. Yeah, but it's still mixed signals going both ways. Mine's just maybe a little bit more extreme, but like because <laughs> they're not there. <laughs> it's the difference between guys and girls again, I think. Okay. Okay, so let's pause it there for a second. Mm-hmm. Um pause it there. We'll get back into the story of relationships, but I want to play a game. Oh, okay. I want to play uh everyone really liked this game last week. Okay. Uh, I want to play another round of What's Love Got to Do With It? <laughs> Who'd You Rather edition. Ooh. Oh. Who'd you rather? So, yeah. So, this week, it's What's Love Got to Do With It? But it's a Who Would You Rather Do? Okay. So, I'm going to read you two situations. Okay. And you have to tell me Who'd You Rather. Okay. Okay. You ready? All right. And, like, last week was more serious. We were talking about uh, high school sweethearts and people who work together. Yes. This one, I wanted to make it just more lighthearted. So. Okay. Okay, so what's love got to do with it? Who'd you rather? First situation. You've been dating Ryan Reynolds for two and a half years. But it turns out that he's been sent to Earth by futuristic alien creatures called Fig Newtons. Okay. (laughs) He, in fact, himself is an alien hiding in Ryan Reynolds' skin. Uh, He's gathered up info on the world through the love of his lady, you, and Hollywood acting. On March 14, 2014, the Fig Newtons, along with alien Ryan Reynolds, invade Earth, destroying everything you know and love. He spares you, but you have to move back to his home planet, and he forces you to watch Shutter Island every day because that's the Fig Newtons' favorite movies. Uh-huh. So that's scenario one is an alien Ryan Reynolds who destroys Earth and makes you watch Shutter, Shutter Island. Island. Okay. But you date him for two and a half years as Ryan Reynolds. Okay. The second situation is you spend the rest of your life with John Hamm. <gasps> However, oh my God. he has the voice of Guilford Godfrey oh God. and, the per- <laughs> and the personality of a game show host from the 80s, like super cheesy, like Supermarket Sweep. I love Supermarket Sweep. So those are your two options. Who would you rather? <laughs> you- so aliens. Alien Ryan Reynolds, who like destroys the world and makes you watch Shutter Island. Yeah. Or John Hamm, who sounds like Gilbert Godfrey, who you know what yeah. he sounds like. And he has a personality of an 80s game show host, so... He's not, he only looks like John Hamm, but he sounds nothing and acts nothing like the man that you do adore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> take, man. It, take as much time as you need. This is so complicated. This actually is like, it plays to the more superficial side of me. <laughs> it's like, all right, which one can I make more man candy out of? <laughs> um, you know what? I might have to go with Ryan Reynolds on this one. I, I agree with you, and <clears throat> the reason why I would do it is because you have two and a half good years exactly. of dating him before you find out that he's an alien and he destroys the world. The John Hamm it's always a lifetime. is a lifetime. It's not going to change. And he always sounds like Gilbert Gottfried, and he always has a super cheesy personality. Yeah, see, no. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, it is. Shutter Island and all. All right. Ugh, okay. Cool. Well, that's how you play What's Love Got to Do With It, Who'd You Rather edition. Who'd you rather? We're going to go to a situation where you pretty much flat out put everything on the table. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
it was a night where I think again it was like a big like group outing. Yep. There's a bunch of us. We went to dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And there was something up that night where we just weren't like clicking. Clicking as we usually. We weren't just having fun like we usually do. I remember walking home. Yeah. And usually when I walk home, I always text you, right? Yes. Ugh. Do you want to tell this? No, keep going. So I walk home and I just, I texted you. I just said I'm home. Yeah. Which is not the usual cheery text I get. Like, had a great night. Ha ha ha. This joke happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm home. It was, it was just like a bad night for you. Whatever reason I was It was a fuck you. I'm home. If you gather that and me just saying home, then yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was loaded home. I don't care what you say. And so what do you do after you get that text? Call you. Ooh. I had to call you. I was angry. Yeah. So you call me and you can. No, keep going. Uh, I like the way you tell this story. Why? Because it's inaccurate. Go. Well, you tell the accurate story then. I call you. And I was like, all right, here you have it. I'm going to lay it all out on the line now, right? Mm-hmm. I've known my feelings despite moo-moo chicks, old chicks, fat chicks, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how many other weirdo stories. But I'm like, I'm just going to ask him once and for all, John Mallon, do you like me? The million-dollar question. And... And quickly and assuredly, all I got was a... Well, this going to sound bad. Because it was. Well, you got to (laughs) know. No, I got to what? No. But here's the thing. Let me tell my side of the story now. As my heart shatters, people. Yeah. Oh, now you make me feel bad. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell my side of the story was I didn't anticipate you asking me. And it threw me off. And I was. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Threw me off, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I was still nervous to, like, put myself out there and be like, yes. If, and you, you know what I thought was going to happen was if I said yes, you were going to have, you were going to say, like, oh, I like that a lot. Or, or you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did like that a lot. That's not so how I, this went down. No, <laughs> my thinking was if I say yes, you're going to say that means a lot to me, but I only like you as a friend. That's, oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Okay. That's boded well for you so far. That's just how I felt at the time. Was I was just worried about that, right? Okay. So I said, "What? No." And then you're like, "Okay." I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go now, and you hung up. <laughs> and then I'm gonna maintain a conversation with no. you. As you sh- fair enough. Like I wouldn't either if, if if I heard that. So I waited a couple seconds, and no, you waited a couple minutes. I waited a couple seconds after I got the phone to think about what a dumbass I was. Oh, okay, because I remember listening to uh, the Verve's uh, Drugs Don't Work after. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I think about what a big dumbass I was for not saying yes, because that was my golden opportunity when you finally asked me, and I could put it out there. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I got to call this girl back, because I don't want to end like this, because now she's never going to talk to me again, because of everything, right? stomped on me. Yeah. And so I think for a second, I'm like, how do I call, what do I say? Like, I, how do I tell her that I do like her? Because it's just like, oh, I'm such a dumbass. So I think about a story, and then I call you back, and you answer, and clearly you're not impressed. No. And I tell you, I say, I got to tell you a story. And I was like, okay, of course you do. And 
so I tell a story about when I was at work talking to one of my friends, Michelle, mm-hmm. who I work with, still work with her. She's awesome. And she was another lady who I used to like have. <laughs> she was another lady yeah. on my. <laughs> I don't she's know. She's not a notch on your belt no, if you saw that hand gesture. No, she's not. She's she's awesome. She was just another lady that I talked to about you. Like mm-hmm. I used to stay late with her. Mm-hmm. And she's she, not old, by the way. John's telling the story. Do I, I, like, I don't know. When old? people say lady, it sounds like it's like a six-year-old. Oh. No, she was. The funniest thing about Michelle is she always says. She could be my mom because she started ovulating at age 10, and she's 10 years older than me. (laughs) So she always jokes that she could be my mom. Uh, So that's why I call her a lady. Yeah. Uh, And so we were just talking about you because the one time she asked me, she's like, John, I got to ask you, like, so you and Val are dating, right? I was like, no. She said, because you guys hang out all the time. And I was like, no, we're not dating, but I wish we were. So I ended Aww. up, I ended up telling this story to you on the phone. I t- pretty much told it just like that. Michelle's like, "Are you guys dating?" I said, "No," but I wish we were. And then I said, "No, you actually told me a different story first. What? What you story? told me this part where the negative part where you told Michelle, you know, it's been this long. She's not gonna date you. Oh yeah, Michelle said she wouldn't date you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she also told me, uh, uh, Joel, who she's with now, who. They have a beautiful baby together. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said Joel really liked her and kept asking Michelle out. And Michelle mm-hmm. was like, "No, I don't want to date you." Mm-hmm. But she's but she's like clearly he was persistent, persistent, and eventually she said yes. Mm-hmm. So he, when she told me the story about, she's like, "Well, I don't think if Val hasn't shown interest in you by now, she never will." Yeah. And then I'm like, "Okay, well, there's that side." But then you told me the other side where Joel, <laughs> you know, always asked you out and you always said no, and then. It's like you finally broke down or you saw something in him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I tell you these stories and I eventually say, yes, I do like you. Right? Right. I, I, I do tell you. Yeah, I was so like long-winded and like it was nice. Like it's nice now. Yeah, it's nice now. But at the time it was just like it was weird and awkward and uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot of emotions flowing. But I don't think you said you liked me back. Nope. No? So what are you getting on my case for? You're a bastard. No, but I just told you I liked you. Yeah? And all this stuff. I'm still going to say nothing. <laughs> so you say nothing, and but it's out there, and you know that I like you now, and it's just whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, at least that first hurdle is kind of I've jumped over, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on my, took my first steps towards getting closer to getting close to you. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling your arm again against my arm on the couch. Uh, So I think we always have these situations where something like maybe awkward or weird happens between us. We don't really talk for a few days, but then it doesn't matter because we just like we come back together. We come back to it's just like it's weird not talking to you every night on the Mm -hmm. phone or emailing you. So we get through the situation where I tell you I like you and it's still kind of weird, but then a few days go by and we're back to talking every day. Fast forward. So probably like a couple months later, and I go back home to Ottawa for a weekend. Mm-hmm. It was probably like Thanksgiving or Easter or some holiday like that. I go back home, and I go hang out with a couple of friends. Uh, first one being Matt, mm-hmm. who was nice enough to email us in. Mm-hmm. If you remember him, he's one that introduced me to Guster and everything. He's one of my oldest friends as well. Like He lives on my street in Canada, and I've known him, known him for a long, long time. 
awesome guy. Like we always talk to each other about like relationship advice and stuff. So this is like the first time I think I really told him about you mm-hmm. because I've mentioned him to you, but I don't think he knew to the extent of how much I liked you. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in his basement, probably eating a little Caesar's pizza, <laughs> having a couple beers, just like him just shitting around us talking. Mm-hmm. And he's probably just be like, okay, so what's the deal? Who do you like? What's going on right now? And I told him the whole situation with you and everything. And I think, and I, I know I told him, the situation where we called and I did tell you that I liked you and you didn't say that you liked me back. Yeah. And so he's taking it all in and he's super awesome because he always like, he always like has your best interest at heart. Like he's not going to be like, oh fuck, it's a lost cause. Yeah. He's always going to look at it like rationally mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well let's break it down. Let's figure out how we can get you. That's the doctor That's in him. the doctor in him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so he makes one of the best points out of any, anyone I've talked to so far about you. And he says, well, did you ask her out yet? Like, officially ask her out? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. He's like, okay, well, you said you liked her, but what you didn't ask her out. Like, you got to ask her out. Yeah. It's one thing to say that you like a girl. Yeah. But if you don't ask them out. Hanging. Exactly. It's like, how are you going to know if they want to go out with you if you don't ask them out, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, by God, Scott, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never asked her out. I'm going to ask her out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, dumbass, go ask her out. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, thanks. So he gives me that advice. I'm like, that's fantastic, thanks. And uh, so after I hang out with him, I go hang out with my other friend, Ashley. And she's another one of my, my older friend, oldest friends from Ottawa. And again, she's another one who I tell everything to and like we always give each other advice and stuff. And I distinctly remember going out to dinner with her to Moxie's because mm-hmm. that's one of the only places to go to in Canada. <laughs> Crazy Horse. O'Connor's, Moxie's, Baton Rouge, AMC, (laughs) (laughs) and the Walmart. So I go out to dinner with her, and I remember it being like a good three-hour dinner Mm -hmm. where we catch up on each other's lives, like what she's doing, what I'm doing. And then there's a a two-and-a-half-hour conversation all about you (laughs) and all the wonderful things that you do. (laughs) I'm making a song there. And so I... Tell, again, it's one of those things where I don't think she knew to the extent how much I liked you. Like, I probably mentioned you before to her. Yeah. And so we have a big, long conversation. And I remember her advice, funny, was she just like, John, don't fucking screw this up because this girl sounds so cool. She's like, I just want to meet this girl. Yeah. And she's like, I want to come to Toronto and hang out with her. She's just like. Which is fun now because Ash is awesome. Yeah. And we do like hanging out. Yeah, you guys are like best friends yeah. now. <laughs> and so we'll give a shout out to her and Mike. What, what, what? Her boyfriend Mike's, who's. Oh, my God. So awesome and such a good fit. Yeah, so awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I just remember her being like, John, don't screw it up. And I think she, too, was just like, well, did you ask her out? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. And she's like, dumbass, go ask her out. And And she was like more objective, too. And she's just like. I think she was saying, she's like, just because, you know, it's been this long and she hasn't said she likes you back doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't like you. Sometimes it takes more time because she's been in situations like that, too. I think uh, I think she even like before her and Mike got together mm-hmm. is almost similar to you and me where I think Mike liked her. Oh, totally. Right. And mm-hmm. and eventually it's just like she just thought of him as good friends, like how you and I thought of each other. And then, you know, things happen. So, yeah. She's just like, John, don't screw it up. I'm coming down to Toronto eventually. I want to hang out with her. She's awesome. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I get all this good advice. Mm-hmm. Go back to Toronto. The second I land, I end up calling you, of course, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm at my parents' house at this point. I think it is over Christmas. Must have been Christmas, yeah. yeah. It was some holiday because you were home. If we started dating in April, it would have been Christmas time. Yeah. And so I call you up on the phone, as I always do, and I ask you about how everything is. And we're talking. You were asking me about how Ottawa was. Mm-hmm. And do you remember this conversation? Oh, yeah. I remember having, like, a three-hour conversation with John about, like, his presence, his family, the weather, you know, what he wants to do in the morning, what time his flight is. Three and a half, like, almost pushing four hours. Yeah, it was but one of a marathon It was a really conversation. marathon conversation. About I had to plug my, my phone into the wall because mm-hmm. I was dying the battery out. Yeah. And, but never do I mention the conversation of... With- yeah, of you like, just said you went out for dinner with Ash. Yeah, I never mentioned how she's like, you got to ask her out on that. It's like, you got to ask her no, out. No mention of that. Yeah, because it's one of the things, like, we're so close. I'm like, I, if when I do ask you out, I'm not going to do it over the phone. Mm-hmm. I have to do this in, in person now. Like, I told you I liked you over the phone. Didn't go as well as I liked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it did no. not. And do you remember the time I asked you out in person? Which time? The 90th time? Well, no, no, the first time. Oh, okay. So, like, John took a, John took what Ash and Matt said and ran with it, like, oh, a yeah. triathlon worthy. I, like, if if I was playing, like, Super Mario Brothers, I just took the star, and I'm, like, on cocaine, like, yeah, yeah I'm going to take your I'm gonna ask you out. I'm going to ask you out. I'm going to ask you out now. Okay, how about now? But we'll, we'll get to that. So, I think it was, um, there was a party at your old house. Mm-hmm. Everyone was over. We're all jamming. And you had a car at the time. Mm-hmm. I guess you were staying at your parents' place or something. Mm-hmm. But it was weird because we were having a party at your, in your Toronto house, right? I feel like it was, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember jamming and you being like, I'll drive you home, John, because yeah. you have to go back to Mississauga. Yeah. And uh, so it's fairly late at night when you're driving me home. It's like mm-hmm. 12 at night. And I'm like, okay, John, this is the time. I'm, I'm going to ask her out tonight. I, I planned it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to suck it up. And ask you out. Like, what I've already told you, I liked you. That's yeah. already on the table. So we park on Alexander Street yeah. in front of my apartment. Yep. And leading up to asking you out, I think we had like a 45 minute conversation of just, mm-hmm. just talking because we never ran out of conversation, right? Yeah. Before I ask you out is when I tell you the rest of the story about my Ottawa trip, which was a different three hour conversation. Which was another three hour conversation where I t- told you about Matt and Ashley and what yeah. they said. And I eventually just sucked it up after that. And you were just like, oh, my God, how did you not tell me this? Yeah, as I have my safety belt on in the car. Yeah, because you were just thinking you were going to drop me off. Yeah, I'm, like, ready to go back on the gardener. i got to get my car home. And here's the funny thing to me was it was your dad's car. Yeah. And I love your family, like, to death. They're so awesome. Yeah. But if I knew that you had your dad's car, yeah, I would have had you drop me off and <laughs> driven home right away. <laughs> I love your dad, but I know that when he expects you home, oh, he, he wants, he me wants home, you home. home. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad for keeping you in like his car See, for four dad, extra hours. It's not my fault. Yeah, so I take full responsibility if you got yelled at that night. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I tell you the rest of the stories of Ottawa, and I'm just like, okay, Val, will you go out with me? And what did you say? No. No. <laughs> And then I said, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to continue to ask you out every single day until you say yes. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> and then I think I asked you out in that car another 10 or 12 times. Yeah, and then you tried to, like, kiss me in the car all weird. Well, that was more of a joke, though. Yeah, but it freaked me out as you're trying to ask me <laughs> out 15 times. I think I was, like, trying to, like, torch, like, 
torture you yeah. and like break you. It wasn't you. like a heartfelt like Val, I really like you. I'm gonna ask like the I first wanna time ask was, you. Though. No, it was not. It was so intense after a three hour story about being like, Let me ask you out, let me ask you out and I'm like, Oh my god, this is so stressful and not like how I anticipated it. So. Yeah, but I think, again, it's because I'm still nervous to ask. Like, all the times when it seems weird, it's because I'm nervous. <laughs> and so I just figure, like... Okay, so all the times I'm weird, it's because I'm equally nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I just figure if it was going to take me 100 times asking you out to say yes, yeah. I might as well ask you out 15 times once in a car <laughs> to, to make this thing okay. go quicker, right? And th- these are always the times you want to be in small, confined spaces when you <laughs> both feel awkward as shit and you're strapped into a vehicle. Like I said, I'm like, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm just going to fucking balls to the wall, just ask you out and... And you said no, and I asked you, and eventually you're just like, I gotta fucking go home. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So you said no. I get out of the car. I like do the walk of shame back to my apartment. Okay. No, no, no. He does the worst walk of shame where I have an equally sad song playing <laughs> in my car, and I'm watching him take the longest road into his apartment where there's a door right directly in front of us. He takes like the longest <laughs> path through the sad willow trees, like head down kind of thing into his apartment. But well, here's the thing: you know about you know this about me now, but at the time, it's I hate elevators. Yeah. I don't like taking the elevator up uh, in my apartment because. Mm-hmm. At the time, I lived on the second floor, mm-hmm. and I hate people take the elevator up to the second floor. That's fair. So what looked like I was taking this sad, long walk was I was actually walking to the side door just to take the stairs up. Jerk. You're Deep like, perception. Why isn't he going through the front? Yeah, it's just, saddest it's... song playing on the radio. <laughs> and I was sad, but I was just going through my normal <laughs> route. Okay, so I've asked you out. You said no. I've – well, fast forward a bit of time where I asked you out every day, and you said no. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the most controversial story of our fairy tale relationship. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this, right? Yep. To this day, it is debated about who has the correct story. Me. It has been told many times. Me. Many different times yeah. to many different people. And they all agree it's me. <laughs> and to this day, neither one of us back down. Okay. Um, you know what? Again, I think... We're not going to get all this done in one podcast. No. So what we're going to do is we're going to play. It's not worth it. No. We're going to play a round of was it worth the hassle. Okay. And then we're going to tell the controversial dress white story. Okay. We're going to end the podcast on that story. Mm-hmm. And then the third part of relationships, I promise you guys, part three, we will tell the story. It'll be the first story about how we finally got together. Done. Because – Again, we're going to end this on a cliffhanger with the Dress Whites concert. But before we get into that fun story... You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I'm equally shaking my head. I will not let you have this one. Okay. And you will not let me have it either. Give it to me. Okay. Well, let's play a round of Was It Worth the The Hassle? Let's jump to the future in time. This is a story that you know very well. Mm -hmm. Last week's story you didn't know. No. But like I said, most of the Was It Worth the Hassles you know about... Uh, I'm going to tell the story because I think it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to know what you would have done in my situation because I don't think you would have done what I've done. No. This is one of the most extreme things I've done mm-hmm. to somebody, I think. Cut. Okay. So we're going to fast forward a couple years from uh, what we've been talking about. And we are dating at this point. We've been together for probably a couple years. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were living together yet. No. Uh, and we went on vacation to beautiful St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. And the problem was... Like, we got there, we had a great time. We were like, 
I love the place because they had a water park, and we were going down like the water slides. Yeah. And like and I, I am a watch... big, I'm a big kid at heart. I love water slides. Yeah, and I also had to watch John do handstands for like an hour. Yeah, but I was really good at those handstands. At, at, <laughs> maybe like, for the first five minutes. I was right? about to say at minute fifty-two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Saint Lucia is awesome, and then there's one day when we want to like. Do an excursion into the city. Yeah. So basically we booked a trip that just like took us through the whole island and we got to do a bunch of cool things, yeah. right? But it was with uh, like three other couples. Three other couples. So there was us two plus another six people and our tour guide. Mm-hmm. The shitty thing was the day of our excursion, I woke up feeling really shitty. Mm-hmm. I had a really bad cold, like I had a cough, fever, uh, runny nose. Yeah, all- you were like, dead. The thing was, I think it was like a $100 tour. And we couldn't get a refund. Mm-hmm. I didn't want you to buy, go by yourself. I didn't want to miss out. I'm just like, oh, I'll just suck it up and mm-hmm. try to go for it. And we're pretty much in this tiny van with, with the three other couples. And I just feel like death. Like, I'm not talking the whole day just because I can barely stay awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going around. And, like, we're with some nice people. It's just no one's really talking too much. Like, there was the one nice couple who were there on their honeymoon. Yeah. They were, like, our age. So they were pretty cool. Yeah. But then there was, like, another older couple. Yeah. Like, pretty old. Like, in their 50s. And then there was, like, another couple that was, like, 30s, 40s. Like, mid-30s, 40s. Uh, So, anyways, we do all these excursions. We're going around the island. Uh, We go ziplining, which was fucking fantastic. And then we go to lunch. We go to lunch on the water at this nice pier. And it's always kind of awkward when you're with a bunch of people and you're sitting down having lunch together. It's just, like, you know, just kind of finding common ground and someone has to start the conversation. I wasn't going to do it because I felt like shit. Yeah. So you being the awesome people person that you are. <laughs> I will always start any conversation. Yeah. I hate silence. Yeah. So you just started talking. And basically out of all the people, it was just you and this one other guy talking, right? The creepy 40-year-old. Creepy 40-year-old. And he was really weird. He was this guy who had like 10 different jobs. Yeah. He was He's from Toronto. He was from Toronto. He was skinny but had a gut on him. Yeah, which is really creepy. He was balding but had like patches of hair on top of his head yeah and he's just like your typical creepy like he was older, a guy yeah just like a creepy older guy just like you'd tell like he sees like younger women just like oh my precious or whatever <laughs> and he's also one of those guys who's like and girls will know this it's like oh i think i'm so hot and attractive and i'm so in- interesting that i can get any girl i want yeah it felt like that like any girl's gonna find me like charming so after lunch, like, you guys were talking just because you were trying to, like, just... Keep the conversation going. Yeah. But after that, like, he got attached to you. <laughs> and, like, the rest of the day on the excursion, like, he was with his girlfriend, I guess. No, it was his wife. It was his wife. Well, it's even worse. And she was actually pretty nice. Yeah, I, she was cool. It's like, why don't we have you on this instead? But that guy was weird. Like, he was a part-time photographer. He did IT. Mm-hmm. He just did all these, like, weird... Odd jobs. Odd jobs. Uh, so the day of excursion ends. I'm sick. And then after that, he's just like, he's like, guys, we gotta, we gotta have dinner together. We gotta, we gotta go uh, do more things together. And we're, and we're like, like no. no, we're here. It was like our anniversary. I think we. Yeah, it was our anniversary. Yeah, and even if it wasn't, I think we lied and said it was. Yeah. Uh, so we were just like, oh, it's nice seeing you. We'll see you around the resort. Yeah. Cut to the next day when we're swimming and he swims up next to us. He's just like, hey guys, like he kept creeping out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, guys, how's it going? And, like, you and I were playing just, like, water games, right, where we're, like, we're slapping each other's hand in the in the pool. Mm-hmm. And he would come up and just grab your hands and start, like, playing with your and hands. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, John. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I was like, uh, let's go over. Like, I was trying to get you away from him. Yeah. And he just kept bringing up, we have to do dinner together. We have this other couple. We have to do dinner. 
And we're just – see, the problem was you're just like, yeah, maybe. I felt bad. <laughs> you know I can't say no to people. And you're just like, yeah, maybe. I'm just like – No, we're no, not. No, we're not. Uh, so we just kept trying to avoid him, but he would pop out of the shadows. Like there was one night when we were going back to our hotel room, and he literally popped out of the shadows. It was like from behind a tool shed. It was the creepiest thing. And he was just like, oh, you know, I got my wife back in my room. We just had a marathon sex session. <laughs> and we're like, What? He's just like, I had to go get get some ice because we were fucking hot to trot. <laughs> yeah. And like he just he taught we didn't say one word. He talked. He just like talked the whole time minutes. as if we were answering his questions. And he would grab his shorts, be like, he would lift them up, be like, well, I still got my balls. My wife doesn't have my balls yet. And then event, again, he was just like, we have to do dinner tomorrow. And I was like, uh. And at this I point, I started being like, oh, I don't know, it's our last night. And yeah, stuff. and I was just like, I don't think so. And then he's just like, well, what's your uh, hotel room number? Isn't it like? 242 like he had stocked our hotel room he saw us come out of like our actual suite i'm so like nervous for this story so yeah it was our last the next day was our last day and he's just like okay guys we're doing dinner i'm coming to get you tomorrow and we're like don't we're like don't and he just like runs away cut to the next day when we're in our hotel room so he starts knocking on the door with this other couple he wants us to come with and i'm like let's just be quiet and not answer the door but the fucking scumbag that he was i heard him be like I can see the light on through their people. I know they're in there. Oh, and the other guy's just like, well, maybe they're not. Let's just go out to dinner. He's like, no, I know they're in there. They're avoiding me. So he leaves. I go take a shower. He comes back. I'm equally nervous as you tell this story. I was getting so fed up with this guy. Like, this was the thing is I was so fed up with him. because I had told him, like, no, we don't want to do dinner. You were clearly uncomfortable. Like, anyone could have picked up, like, no. No, we he's going to kill us. And we were just polite about it. He was just this really creepy guy who was like, creepy towards yeah. you and didn't like acknowledge me i take a shower and all of a sudden i hear a knock on the door again and then i had to ask myself was it worth the hassle to go tell him off before i say what i did what would you do call the cops <laughs> <laughs> saint lucian cops yeah i swear to god i was like they will like i don't even know arrest him with happiness it it sounds funny now when you retell the story but it was like by that point when he's like i can see them through the people the light is on it got like borderline stock it was stockish and it was weird and obviously we're not in our own surroundings so it just became like a flimsy door handle that like separated us from this creepy ass man Mm -hmm. so i would have just like called like security somehow and been like get this guy away from us so what i did was i was in the shower and i was just so fed up with this guy he just couldn't take a hint and that he was just i seen like the way he was being with you just super creepy and just he was just a weirdo and so i'm like fuck this i get out of the shower i take a towel and i i take like the smallest towel i can find <laughs> i wrap it around you just still like, have shampoo in your hair i still have shampoo in my hair i wrap it around like my private parts i am like creeped out on the bed watching jeopardy yeah i go and i open the door soaking wet the little towel around i open the door and i go what like, I, I, I can't convey it now because I'm not that angry. It's like, I have to be angry for you to just... <laughs> I go, like, what do you want? And he's just, like, he's kind of stunned. He's like, uh, we're going to dinner now. We have a reservation for, like, all of us. And I said, no, I already told you once. We don't want to fucking go to dinner with you, so leave us the fuck alone. Like, you know, it was yeah, that intense. Leave us the fuck I've alone. Never... We don't want to go out to dinner with you. We told you this before. Now get the fuck out of here and leave us alone. As his towel was, like, falling off of me, soaking wet. <laughs> And, like, you should have just seen, like, the way he was just, like, oh, okay. He's just like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. And he walks away. I, okay, I'd like to point out also that I've never seen John super angry. It's only been in two separate occasions, one of which was in St. It was the same trip. Yeah, same trip. (laughs) 
in the pool where he's doing the hour handstands, and I'm in there being like, I want to play. And I was just like, I'm going to splash you. No, it was before, it was when I was first getting into the water, and before I got, like, adjusted to the temperature, and it was really cold that day. Okay, well, after watching him do, like, <laughs> days of handstands, yeah. all I wanted to do was play in the pool. And he's like, don't splash me. Yeah. And he yelled at me. But it was more of a joke. Whatever. But the same amount of intensity was telling off this but guy. times ten. Times ten. And then... Of course, because I tell him off, we have dinner reservations at the same restaurant, and of course, he was sitting right, right across from us. And I, all I can see is, like, him eating his sad soup, staring at, at us. Yeah. And I'm like, John, we have to go. And the good thing was, his flight was the next day, but it was, like, a flight before ours. Thank God. So I'm like, oh, fuck with my luck. I'm going to be on the same flight, same seat with this guy, but... And he lives in Toronto, which is, like, the worst thing ever. And I'm like, damn, this guy's IT. Like, he could very well be stalking us, like, through... He could be on this podcast. We don't even know. He could be. Or if he is, fuck you. Stay away from us. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if I go missing or end up dead, you know that he found me. So avenge me. Christ. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, that was this week's round of Was It Worth the Hassle? (laughs) Okay. So, let's get into this dress weight story. We're going to tell this. It's going to be another cliffhanger. Uh, and then we'll next week's episode will be the conclusion, how we got together. I'm trying to think how I should tell this. If I should tell my version, how about I start telling the story, and then when you see fit, if you don't think it's correct, you jump in. Okay. Okay. So, um, we're at the point where I like you, you like me. I've told you I like you. You've probably told me that you like me. I've asked you out. You said no. It's just, I think we both at this point knew that we liked each other. It's just we were worried about it ruining the friendship if it didn't work, right? Yeah. Fair enough to say. Like, I think that was one of your biggest yeah. concerns. I didn't want us to, like, we had such good chemistry as friends that it'd mm-hmm. be, like, so shitty if we tried to take it to the next level and it didn't it work. It didn't work out. because it'd be, like, losing your best friend. Yeah. Which I, underst- I understand that now, but at the time it's just like, well, fuck, I want to yeah. give it a shot. So that's where we're at. And my friend Dan, mm-hmm. who I mentioned last last podcast, Dan and Sean, who – my two best friends who live together. Dan uh, works for Porter, and he works with this guy who he's good friends with who is a bass player in this awesome band called the Dress Whites. Really cool, awesome local band. I think they're from Montreal, but they play like they live in Toronto now. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Like if you guys can – you can check them out on iTunes, like super indie band. Try, check out the Dress Whites. They have an album. Mm-hmm. Really good. So they always do like local concerts like at the Horseshoe, at Mod Club. And I'm pretty sure they had a concert coming up at the Mod Club. Mm-hmm. And so me and Dan always went to their concerts. Like, Sean would come with us. And I always told you about this band and how much I liked them. Yeah, and you, I, s- you sent me songs. I sent you songs. And you said you really liked them. I really like them. So I basically invited... You invited me to this concert saying that they were going to come in, like, a couple days or, like, a couple weeks or something. Do yeah. I want to go? Yeah, do you want to go? And you were like, sure. sure. Not a hesitant sure, yeah. a sure. Okay, this is where it's getting foggy for me. I just, I think there's lies coming out of John's <laughs> mouth. That's why it's foggy. Watch, watch how sure I am in my tail. Okay, so uh, you say yes, and yes. then I think something happens where, again, we have a weird day, and I think we just weren't meshing one day, and it was like maybe the day before the concert, and I said. Oh, no, what it was, I invited you and Arini, mm-hmm. and Arini couldn't come anymore. Yeah, so and you uninvited me. No, what I did was, <laughs> it was me and a bunch of my friends who you hadn't met yet because it wasn't my work friend. Because I've proven so well that I don't interact with others. 
Anyways. Yep. I just didn't want you to feel obligated to come to a thing where you didn't know anybody and have it weird. So I said, I said to you, and I quote. You don't have to come. You don't have, since Irini can't come, you don't have to come if you don't want to. And I said, no, I do want to. And I said, okay, sure. And you said, well, if you don't want to, and just kept sitting on the, you don't want to. Which I just, I didn't want you to feel obligated. I was just trying to reiterate that fact that. Oh, okay. But I said I wanted to. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. We have a weird conversation where you say you want to. I say you don't have to. Uh That's the night before the concert. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. Cut to the day of the concert when I'm over at Sean and Dan's place. Yeah. See, the funny thing is, I don't know if these guys will remember this story. Like, what a big part they played in being ass clowns yeah. <laughs> it's just funny now because like you're best friends with them now yeah. too it's just another difference between guys and girls is guys can be jerks to one another yeah because like if you're in a big group of guys you want to fucking make fun of someone and just because that's what guys do like, totally we bust balls so i was over at their place and it was one of those like saturdays where we bought like a two for a beard in the afternoon and we we're just like listening to music playing hockey, drinking at their place before the concert. I mean, this is like like 2 in the afternoon or something, like earlier on in the concert. And you called me when I was at their place. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, I've spoken to John for four hours a night on the phone, sweetest guy, super in-depth conversations, love talking to him. And all I get when I call him is the frat boy being like, hey, yeah, what, who, no. want, what, <laughs> you want to come, no? Well, here's the thing. Like I said, it's when you're talking to a girl on the phone in front of you, like your two best guy friends, and you're not dating you're them. You're a certifiable dick. Well, it's just like you kind of want to like. What? What? <laughs> okay, I can Yo, see. Yo, bro. What... Yo, guy. It's, it's Yo. A, I think it's Bitch, taken. please. I think it's taken four years and a podcast to record the actual audio for me to admit that I was being a, a frat boy jerk on the phone this time. Ladies and gentlemen. Never admitted this before. Well, it's never being recorded for the world to hear. (laughs) So I could be wrong. Yeah. So I answer the phone. It's because I got these two guys and they're like, and they're just, they're being dicks. We're like, ooh, who's calling Val? Ooh, is that your girlfriend? Like, (laughs) just like dick moves. And so I got into the phone like, yo, what's up? Like, what's up, girl? Like, and you're not R. Kelly. (laughs) I thought I was just like, hey. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Like, I was just... You were a jerky. Just, like, short answers, not my typical, like, hey, how's it going? Like, Yeah. And you were just like, oh, so we still on for the concert tonight? And I was like, I said, yeah, the concert's at so-and-so. We can meet you. And as I'm talking, all I hear is Sean and Dan being like, no girls allowed. <laughs> this is a no girl zone. <laughs> we don't like vows. And, of course, you've never met the guys. No. And, and Sean he, doesn't say anything to retort that either. <laughs> But they're just yelling as loud as they can, like, just trying to, like, screw with me. Mm-hmm. And so you hear them on the other phone, and you get super offended because you think they're being serious. Yeah. Well, right? You, that's, oh, so for far sure. We're, we're in, but you're also not saying, no, they're kidding. Well, I think I'm just being like, ah, uh, like, I'm just. I'm be like, Arini's not coming if you don't want to come. It's just going to be me and these drunk guys. Yeah, I'm between a rock and a hard place because I'm my two best friends where I'm trying not to, like, act like a pussy in front of them, right? And then I got you who's just, like... I'm trying to impress, but it's mm-hmm. just like, ah, like I should have gone to the bathroom and answered the call. Mm-hmm. So it hangs up, and you're just like, like, well, fine. Well, then I won't. If you don't want me there, like I won't come, right? Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. And we, you hang up super upset. I hang up upset, and those guys are just laughing their asses <laughs> off. I love Sean. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, fuck, rather beer. You guys want to get some more beer? Yeah. We go to the beer store, and I'm like, you guys are paying for this. I gotta call you back. Yeah. And I call you from the parking lot of the beer store. Oh, I don't know. 
part. Yeah, yeah. I call you back because I couldn't be with them because they were going to yell at me again. Yeah. And I called you, and I think I was trying to apologize, mm-hmm. but I was still probably drunk be- and, b- and mean. Yeah, just because I think they were coming outside the door and they're like, is that Val again? No, girl. <laughs> and again, it just it went nowhere, right? And you're just like, well, I'm not. I'm, you clearly don't want me there. I'm not coming to the concert that you no. invited me to that you're being a dick about now. Yeah. And I wasn't doing anything to, like, change your mind. So <laughs> it was just, like I said, I feel rock. like you know I'm right on this story. <laughs> but what I'm saying isn't incorrect, right? What? What I've said so far is not incorrect. Yeah, so you agree with me that you were a jerk all that night. Yeah, I was a, I was a jerk at that point, but I was also, can you agree that I was, like, in a bit of a tough jam? So you don't come to the concert. I head to the mod club to go to the concert with the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, okay. enter another chick. <laughs> this one's not bad, though. <laughs> Anyways, I go to the show, and I'm drinking and I'm angry because I screwed up and I'm angry at my friends and I'm angry with you and I'm angry with myself and I'm just like angry at the situation. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this concert. Yeah. I go and like I said, the guy in the band, the bass player, works for Porter. Dan works for Porter. So a lot of like the Porter people were there. Mm-hmm. And so I was just talking to a girl from Porter. She was from Ottawa. I was from Ottawa. That's the extent of the girl. I didn't make out with her. I didn't take her home. I, I don't even know what her name was. I just knew she was from Ottawa. The show ends. Mm-hmm. I tell Sean, like Dan goes off. So sometimes he gets, he gets drunk and disappears. <laughs> I tell Sean, I'm like, I fucked up. You guys screwed me over. I'm like, I have to leave. He's like, we're having so much fun. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I feel bad for Sean. What do you feel bad for him for? I don't know. He was having fun. He was okay. laughing at me. He's now by himself. <laughs> no, he's with a bunch of people at the... Okay. So I leave the concert and I rush home, get on the streetcar, get home to my apartment to call you. We have an epic, I think this was like probably the, the longest, longest conversation like ever. Like if I got home at one in the morning, I call, uh, our phone conversation ended at like six. Six, yeah. Like the sun was up mm-hmm. and we just like let it all on the line. Like mm-hmm. I tried to tell you what was happening with me. You were telling me why you were pissed off and mm-hmm. it was just one of those things like – Neither one of us was gonna be right. Yeah. Like nothing that I said was gonna make you feel okay. Nothing, nothing that yeah, nothing that you said was gonna make me apologize apologize at the time, which I do do now because yes, I was a dick. I'm sorry. Thank you. The world hears it. Anyways, that was probably the the biggest problem that we had leading up over every like Moo Moo Chick and me asking out in your dad's car for 15 hours. This was like legitimately like we were both we're at a crossroad. At a crossroad. And we're fed up, and I think that's how we're going to end this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because miraculously, not too long after that was when we got together. I don't even think it was even a month after no. that. Maybe just a couple, couple weeks, weeks when we officially threw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. And you pulled up your socks. I pulled up my socks. I became a man, got my man card, yeah. said, fuck it, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a whole podcast, which I think we'll dedicate to next time. Yeah. Along with our music playlist that got us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. So let's end relationships on that note. Again, cliffhanger. We're done with relationships. Done with relationships. Uh, tune in next week when we're going to conclude this. But as always, if you guys make it this far to the end of the podcast, I want to reward you with my band of the week. I was struggling with it this week because there's so many bands that I 
wrote about that I really, really love. Uh, but this week, I want to go with my band, Chester French. Chester French is one of my favorite bands going right now, and they are a indie pop band that actually met that actually met at Harvard University, and they make like really uh, catchy songs with like dreamy instrumentals mixed in with smooth harmonies. It's like really reminiscent of the Beach Boys. Like I always describe them as like at the time a 2009. Beach Boy band. Like, if the Beach Boys got together in 2009, this is what they would sound like. The other awesome thing about them is they have a really big hip-hop influence on them. So they have these awesome, dreamy, catchy pop melodies mixed in with, like, hip-hop beat. They have two albums out right now. So their debut album is called Love the Future. And then they had a new album come out last year, which was called Music for Teenagers. So this is my band of the week, Chester French. These are a couple of my favorite songs by the band. Like, you guys got to check out. There's two songs. One's called People, the other one's called Fingers, and these are the Beach Boys songs. This is like if Beach Boys came out in 2013, I'm telling you this is what they would sound like. I also want you to check out their songs, Not Over You. Uh, They have the song Interesting Times and another song called Drop. So you got to check out those songs. The other song, which I'm going to play for you right now, and it's going to end the podcast, it's called Next Big Thing. And I picked this song because it's their hip-hop side like this is their hip-hop influence because it also features uh pharrell and Pusha T. so i'm gonna end the podcast on this song but as always i always have my youtube recommendation for the song that you gotta check out right this second and that is called she loves everybody so go to youtube type in chester french she loves everybody and give that song a listen and tell me that it's not catchy as hell so do yourself a favor check out that song check out their other songs Buy their albums are called Chester French. Love them to death. I hope you enjoy Next Big Thing by Chester French featuring Pusha T and Pharrell. Well, that just about does it for episode two of Live at 605. I just want to thank everybody again for listening, subscribing, downloading, checking out my website, tweeting me, emailing me. Uh, again, if you guys want to email me questions or concerns, email address is live at 605 at gmail.com. So why don't you email me and tell me who you rather. Would you rather do Ryan Reynolds or would you rather do John Hamm? Uh, tell me what you think. Tell me if you think I was a jerk for that uh, concert I was just telling you guys about with Val. Also, tweet me if you guys want to have uh, play any games or if you want to tweet me about my Twitter trend of the week. Use the hashtag SheDon'tPutItDown. Tell me how you would use it. So you can check me out on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Malincamp. M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P Also, of course, please check out Val on Twitter. Her account is twitter.com slash ValGomez23 That's V-A-L-G-O-M-E-Z-2-3 You can check out my blog, which is at live at 605.wordpress.com Whatever we talk about on each week of the podcast, I'm going to post it on that website. we got a lot more guests coming up in the near future and as always I've been your podcaster John and we're live at 6.05 take it easy
bright lights. You see the cameras flashing, my life in slow motion. The world is screaming action. Them drivers waiting on me, them bitches clawing at me. My exes hating on me, I make them so unhappy. Changing phone numbers, all my past codes. Lot of past hoes acting like assholes. Can't really say I blame them. They hear this name ring, they wish they seen it coming. I'm the next biggest thing. Sunglasses on, that's the only thing the four of us got on, plus a bone. You the interest of the cities I have known, guess that's why I got a picture of the titties in my phone. But let me talk about politics and who we think it would be hard to kiss. Which auto bought your mood and transformed you to the obvious. You say that sexting is liberating, refreshing. Then ask to take a picture of my Darth Vader helmet. It's a nice bit. 